0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number one hundred and fifty-nine of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's me, Patrick, here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He is Justin, over in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, a little ways away. Uh, Justin, don't uh, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. I think we R. said that R. last year too. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Uh, R.I.P. to the twenty twenty-one Toronto Blue Jays. They played meaningful baseball all the way to Game one hundred and sixty-two. However. Despite finishing with 91 wins, which puts them in ninth place uh, among all MLB teams, they have missed the playoffs uh, and are back in 4th place in the division yet again. Although it did come bit down to the wire, credit to them. Justin, yeah. just like shoot from the hip. Uh, how are you feeling right now?
1: Honestly, uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised looking at who was pitching for the Washington Nationals today. They started a rookie who actually his first start which actually he actually did pretty well, but their bullpen was suspect at best. Uh former Blue Jay Patrick Murphy did his best to screw things up for us. So good to him. <laughs> um and yeah, then the Yankees and Rays played a nail biter, a one nothing victory for the Yankees and like give a credit to Kevin Cash, man. The guy threw uh he he brought in Kittredge, as closer, uh to try and get Judge, ended up like grounding a ball off of Kittredge's foot, which allowed the run to score. So yeah, the the Rays played to win. They lost one nothing. They still get to take a break for a couple days, but yeah, I'm like, I I'm not I'm not mad. I'm not sad. I'm not angry. I'm not sure how I feel yet. I'm not sure if it's fully sunk in. It's been twenty minutes or ten minutes since the Red Sox won. So, um, yeah, I'm just I, I'm I'm happy that the team grew this year. Right, we saw huge leaps for Vladdy. Uh Bo Bichette was insanely good this year. He led the league in the led baseball in multi-hit games. He sprayed the ball around to all fields. Pretty much had the same amount of hits to every field. Not a pull hitter. One of the better hitters in baseball. So much oppo power. Teoscar was outstanding. Just I'm just thinking like Teoscar would have hit probably 40 home runs if he hadn't missed those three weeks with the COVID um in April. And then obviously Springer playing through injury wasn't healthy when he came back, but he got back into center field for the last week and a bit, hit a couple home runs today. We've got five more years of him at the top of the lineup. The team's going places. I want to say thank you to Robbie Ray and to Marcus Samin, especially to those two coming in on one-year deals, playing like they both did. Samin playing in every single game. Uh, Ray probably winning a Cy Young. He should win the Cy Young. Um, yeah those two guys are both going to get paid and they deserve it and yeah they brought a lot and yeah they'll be remembered as as blue jay greats for a long time to come
0: yep i agree um but here we are the season is over uh it does it does sting but uh i I think it's important to remember that number one the playoff formatting in mlb sucks it is the (laughs) worst among all professional leagues in north america by a considerable margin Um, you know, if we're also in the toughest, most competitive, strongest division, uh, in baseball, Yeah. and I wouldn't want it any other way. I really wouldn't. Um,
1: yeah, we were looking at the standings and the Jays, Yankees and Rays all had 48 wins against teams above 500, which was the most in baseball. And the Red Sox had 46, so... All of those teams finished, except for the Yankees or the Red Sox. Actually, finished two games below 500. But those teams played good baseball teams in like half over half of their season, and they all won half of those games at least. So, yeah, Yeah. you're you're totally right. It's the toughest division, probably in professional sports. Um, Yeah, looking at the top four teams, we don't we don't care about Baltimore right now. They were good a few years ago, uh, and they will be good again. They've got so many prospects. Like this division is only going to get tougher. All these teams are loaded with talent. The Rays obviously do a good job building their own. The Orioles are starting to do that. The Red Sox and Yankees and the Blue Jays are going to have payrolls and the assets available to go buy teams. So it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> if anybody thinks it is, then uh, I'd advise you to uh, look in the mirror and, and rethink your life. But... Um, who knows Patrick there's there's CBA negotiations this winter there may not even be divisions next year if I get my way but we'll see what MLB comes up with with uh playoff formats if they're going to expand it again or if they're going to realign who knows there's a whole bunch of things that could go could go on
0: yeah and there's there is a lot to be said about the 2021 season in the Toronto Mm. Blue Jays and we will there will be time folks we are going to do our infamous or famous I don't know where it lands uh our our dissection of the season uh the time will come for all of that in the future we will grade everybody Mm -hmm. uh we will make roster projections we're going to do all the cool stuff but uh we're going to take a two-weeker we're going to take a two-week break from doing anything podcast related uh we're burnt out it's been a tough year
1: yeah it's, i think we've earned it, burned it. <laughs> yeah
0: it was a grind it was a hell of a hell of a year for the boys and uh i don't i'm, I'm happy if, if you're still tuning in with us uh you could check us out at bfmd podcast on twitter website is bfmdpodcast.com you can check us out on all the usual channels uh, so uh, Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Apple, iTunes, or whatever it is. Fuck, I can't think of everything right now. I'm just <laughs> this season has just drained me of my will to live. Um, I let's just sort of like off the cuff. Let's just let's talk a little bit about which players do we think had. Are are, are going to well? I guess the better way to put it is which 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 guys are going to end up in conversation for awards and what awards are they going to win, where they're going to finish second and so on. Because there's really nothing else to be said. We lost. Uh, we lost the race to get into the playoffs. Um, yeah. You know. Let's yeah. just talk about what went well. And I think there's quite a few guys that are worth discussing when it comes to uh, you know end of year awards.
1: So sure.
0: let's just let's
1: just uh, <clears throat> yeah. Give
0: let's... me your give me your off the cuff thoughts from the 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 top generally speaking, and then uh, I'll get into actually what the MLB awards are and uh, and who will get uh, who will get the uh, the nods.
1: Yeah, well, I think we we can look at our better players and Robbie Ray, um, Vladdy, Marcus Semien um Mm -hmm. tim maza might get some consideration for a certain award uh alec manoa should get some consideration as well too i I think robbie ray is the most likely blue jay to win a major award this year and Mm -hmm. that will obviously be the cy young as we've we kind of talked i kind of mentioned it earlier in the in the show yeah we've we've talked about it we we're both in agreement that shahe otani is the al mvp um vladi had a great year He's 22. He set the record today for most home runs by a 22-year-old player, 48 on the season, which is absolutely bonkers considering, for me, I thought Vladdy was going to be a player who would maybe hit 25 a year and just be like a doubles machine, just a line drive machine. But he he proved me wrong this year, um, and I'm glad he did. (laughs) I thought he was going to hit like 310, 320 with a bunch of doubles. And just, like, threw a ton of runs scored, ton of RBIs, but he did that and then also hit 48 home runs. So, um, yeah, I, I think Vladi and Marcus Samin are going to finish 2-3 and three in the MVP. That would be – and then I think Tim Mazel will get some consideration for comeback player. Trey Mancini should and will win it. Um, and then I think Alquinoa finishes probably 6th or 7th in Rookie of the Year that he didn't play a full season. And guys like Wander Franco, Luis Garcia for the Astros – um they had really great years right Mountcastle for the Orioles played a full season it was great on a shitty team uh I I think Manoa will get some top five votes I'm not sure if he finishes top five and he's going to be like a top two top three rotation guy for the Blue Jays hopefully for a lot of years but yeah those are my those are my thoughts anyway
0: yeah I mean that's fair I think if you I mean we're gonna hammer into this stuff in the future but just Mm -hmm. off the top of my head here uh, Vladdy, Samin, Hernandez, Bichette, uh, and even George Springer, what he did play, uh, absolutely tremendous seasons, yes. uh, from all these guys. In fact, we have four players with 100 or more RBIs as bananas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's crazy to me. Um, you know, even Gurriel, uh, bouncing back, uh, from, you know, uh,
1: that start. Some, some,
0: <laughs> yeah. A bad start, some tough spots in the season. Uh, Danny Jansen. Yeah, I was to say, how about Danny? With, yeah, finishing his year with a two, two three average, a two nine nine OBP, uh, and a four seventy three slug So his OPS is seven seventy two, which is yeah. higher than Kirk's. Yeah, uh, so and
1: way above his career average of six six something. So
0: uh, Santiago Espinal played ninety two games and ended up with uh, hitting three eleven.
1: He played so which well,
0: was, which was tied for Vladimir Guerrero for the uh, the team lead. In uh, in batting average, I mean, there's a lot, there's there's so many things that we will get to, but let's just talk about it. Let's start with the MVP award. Obviously, yeah. uh, there it's a two horse race. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Shohei Ohtani, Ohtani of course, uh, doing it uh, both sides of the plate. Yep. Yeah. Um, or not both sides of the plate, rather. Uh, both,
1: both sides of the ball.
0: Both sides of the ball. Um, let's let's talk about. Uh, Vladdy first, and then sure. we could talk about Showtime. Um, forty-eight home runs, one hundred and eleven RBIs. Uh, only four stolen bases, but of course, uh, I don't yeah, think anyone a, expected him to do he's that. So a large
1: lad. Finishes
0: the year with a one point zero zero two OPS, which is, I believe, second in MLB behind Bruce Hooper, mm-hmm. um, Bryce Harper. For those of you who don't understand it's the joke, sees
1: <laughs> he played in 161 games as well too. They haven't put the stats uh, onto Fangraphs yet for today, so
0: very impressive season for Vladdy hitting 311 like that. Um, yeah, first full season, and that's that's with some pretty dramatic cold spells, especially mm-hmm. in the last seven games of the year. Yep, uh, you know, tough, tougher for a guy who's never played 160 uh, plus games in any year anywhere. Uh, to do it, um, what an absolute tremendous effort by him! 86 walks to 110 strikeouts. Um, couldn't ask I think for a better better season from Vladdy Definitely exceeded my expectations. I thought 30-100 uh, would have been perfectly fine, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, but and him hitting 280 would have been reasonable to me. But a season like this. Uh, where he was getting on base forty percent of the time, yeah, and just an absolute, just hitting mammoth home runs,
1: missiles. Um,
0: <laughs> imagine, imagine, you know, how this season would have went for the Jays if they had played in Toronto all season long instead of playing like hundred and thirty something road games.
1: Yeah, we can think, we can, Crazy. yeah, we can, we can look back at that and and speculate all we want, but in reality, I mean, the team. The team overperformed what everyone thought they were going to do. They finished above projections on every major publication and made drastic improvements in areas like the bullpen. Too little too late for, for the most part, but yeah, um, the pieces are in place for this team. You look at the guys who led the team in a lot of offensive categories, and, and Marcus Semien's like likely the only one who isn't back next year, at least not under contract right now. You look down the line, right? Vladdy, Teoscar, Bouchette. Gritchuk, Springer, Guriel, Jansen, Kirk, Biggio at the top 10 in, in home runs for the Jays. And the only one that's not back next year is Marcus Samin. And he could be a re-sign, who knows. But yeah, um, how about Ty Oscar stealing 12 bases and having a 3.46 on base?
0: <laughs> before we get there, let's talk about Showtime. Uh, ah. He deserves it. Yeah, he had a
1: great season. He's going to win MVP, end of story.
0: <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought this humor. was a Blue
1: Jays podcast, Patrick.
0: It is a Blue Jays podcast. We are going to talk about Shohei Otani. Um, I personally think this is one of the greatest individual performances that we have seen in baseball since... Oh, Jesus. Uh, there's really nothing comparable to it. There's never been a pitcher and hitter who, to do this in the last... Yeah. One uh, 100 seasons uh, the last time a player did it from both sides like this was Babe Ruth and he stopped being a pitcher and I think it was 1917
1: something like that
0: uh, something like that um, the batting numbers really don't stack up all that favorably against Vladdy Vladdy uh, uh, beats him in home runs uh, beats him in RBIs average mm-hmm. OBP, OPS um, but Otani also stole twenty six bases, which Vladdy would could only dream to do. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, in terms of his abilities as a pitcher, I think we saw him evolve into being a very consistent top two arm. Definitely not an ace, uh, because he'd be playing all the time, uh, but can give you at least—I don't know. What do you maybe, throw one
1: hundred like eleven innings or something this year? 130, 130, 130. 100, oh you, got, you did get up to 130 yeah so i mean that's 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 a full-time starter pretty much in today's baseball. 23 starts
0: yeah it's pretty solid yeah um i understand that you like we have discussed this many times off air and we've seen it uh baseball twitter is pretty split i think most of the more knowledgeable fans say that it's shohei otani in a cakewalk and yeah. i am inclined to agree but I have a feeling he is going to get screwed out of uh, the MVP award on the basis that His his team, his team finished well below 500 and in order for an MVP to sort of have that gravitas, it must be a player who at least has gives enough value to their team that they at least get close to a playoff.
1: position. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, and I think I, it sucks because Otani, this is a season that they'll be talking about 100 years from now. And yet he might not actually get uh, the MVP. I hope I hope he does win. Yeah. Uh, as much as I love Laddie. Um, we've never seen anything like this in baseball. It is a statistical anomaly. It is unbelievable. Uh, just tremendous. So that's enough o- Ohtani talk, I think. So with the MVP, we're, I think we're both in agreement. It's gonna come down to, to number one, Showtime. Number two, Vlady, Number three... Uh, I think it's Marcus Samin,
1: <laughs> number three. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm inclined to agree, yeah. When Vladdy was struggling, Marcus was always there. And uh, Samin was just white hot the first half of the season, cooled off considerably in the second half, but still, Uh, He did it all. He did everything. Everything we could have asked for. Uh, And now, um, you know, dude is going to get paid.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Uh, Cy Young Award. Um,
1: This one's closer than I think a lot of people give it credit for.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I I think Robbie Ray will win it. Mostly based on the fact that it was like such a drastic improvement season for him like he could win most improved player in theory too like
0: mm-hmm.
1: he, he could and i mean he didn't according to fan graphs like he had a 3.9 wins above replacement and garrett cole was a 5.3 and you look at some of their like their fip numbers and cole's are better than robbie ray's robbie ray beats him in era but i mean a lot of baseball people don't really care about era anymore robbie ray did throw more innings um yeah, I, I still think Robbie Ray should win it just based on the, the huge turnaround and the way that he really stepped into the ace shoes when Ryu was struggling. I think he should. I think this one's going to be very close. I think it's going to be like a split decision. It's going to be like a player winning it by like one or two second place votes maybe, depending on how the writers do it on their ranked ballots. But yeah, it's, it's going to be tight. I hope Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray wins it, but he may not.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh I think Robbie Ray I think Robbie Ray will win it. Um I understand Garrett Cole had a tremendous season.
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: Um but he had some key starts near the end of the year that uh he got beat up on pretty bad. Yeah.
1: He got boofed on by the by the Indians, he got boofed on by us. Like he wasn't great in those last couple outings.
0: And you know what? That's probably the last time you'll ever call that Cleveland team by that name. Oh god, I hope so. Cause it's going to be the cleveland guardians next year it's about so time that's kind of fun yep um yeah i mean uh, i think it's worth saying that uh there are other pitchers on the team that might get some lower place votes i think steven mass uh might get some low 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 like some top 10 votes
1: for yeah, could as well
0: uh, Jose Barrios as well yeah certainly
1: he actually finished the 4.1 Fangraph's war it was actually 0.2 ahead of Robbie Ray overall so it's interesting yeah. interesting stat obviously pitched for two different teams and one of those teams was very bad
0: yeah uh, but uh, I mean what a great this might be the best rotation we've seen in ooh boy you'd have to <laughs> go back to like the early 90s I think
1: yeah.
0: Maybe even better. But um yeah, Robbie Ray for the Cy Young uh punch it rookie of the year award. This is kind of interesting because you want to argue that Alex Manoa doesn't quite qualify for it. However, I, I'm not
1: saying he's like not going to qualify. I just think that there were like Trevor Rogers for or not he was in a different thing. Sorry, Luis Garcia I think had a uh, he pitched a full season. He started twenty eight games and appeared in thirty, versus Manoa's twenty. So um, a bit more work there, and was tremendous mm-hmm. for a, a division winning team. I think Manoa is going to get some votes, and I, I don't I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, but I do think that it should be, it should be Garcia, Garcia or Iara Garcia
0: back. only pitched about. 40 ish innings more
1: yeah i also do think Uh, that
0: his record isn't even remotely as good as uh manoa's we don't care Uh, about record (laughs) i know we don't um manoa has a superior whip he has a higher strikeout ratio um but that being said yeah like he did start eight less games rose arena might still win
1: it too for the Rays. um 140 games played 600 plate appearances 20 homers scored 94 runs stole 19 bases um it's good for a 129 wrc plus and three wins above replacement on the Rays team uh um, you want
0: to you want to know who my vote is going to be for sure my vote is going to be for uh Wander franco
1: you think he only played in like six, or 70 games? <laughs>
0: Did he? Wait, hold on. Are you sure?
1: He only played in 70 games.
0: Wonder Franco. Let me look this up. Yeah. Wonder Franco.
1: He didn't even play a half a season.
0: Mm. So he didn't
1: come up until like July and then he was hurt for a bit.
0: Okay. Well, I, I can tell you who does, uh, Ryan Mountcastle does not qualify. He won't. Uh, no, he was, he was no, good he... for
1: a bad team, but not like he had 33 home runs and that's his claim to fame really.
0: What's weird is that he played 35 games, Mountcastle played 35 games last year and he did get votes for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And then Arazarena played 23 games last year, so 12 games less, doesn't qualify, but then this year he does qualify. I uh, Honestly, mm, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to vote for Alex it. Manoa. I think it'll be Garcia, but I'm voting for Alex Manoa. I That's fine. Yeah. Um and it's not because I'm a homer. I just look at the numbers and I think I think Manoa had a slightly better season. Uh Manager of the Year. Kevin this Cash. Is very, this is very <laughs> interesting. It is Kevin Cash. Uh Kevin Cash said himself if he were to vote for manager of the year, he would vote for Charlie Montoyo.
1: But can he vote for himself in that scenario?
0: <laughs> I would I would
1: assume yes that would I would assume that he he's one of one of those people who wouldn't even vote for himself. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Charlie's gonna finish second, maybe. I, I think Alex yeah. Cora is gonna get a top three finish in that as well too, for the Red Sox. Mm. Even though I hate that he just came back like the cheating thing never happened, but
0: yeah, um, it sucks. He didn't do it though in Boston, so I mean that's true. Can't...
1: That's true. Yeah, you're right.
0: We got to move on we got to move on from it the league did what they did we don't have to agree with it we can still call them cheaters every opportunity we sure can um or we could choose not to and that's okay too it really doesn't matter um yeah it's going to be kevin cash in a cakewalk and then charlie i think should finish second uh tremendous year for charlie i remember that he inherited a dumpster fire of a team in 2019 yeah. Uh, 65 what were they, were they 67 and 95 yep very close to the inverse of that this year uh, yeah so his his record should be pretty close to 500 overall now after after three seasons it's got to be close um gold gloves do you think anybody is going to get a gold glove on this team
1: samin could though no, he's the only one that's one. I'm not sure. Maybe they'll give a, a, one of our pitchers one. I can't think of. Stephen Matz is a pretty good fielder. Um, outside of that, I don't know who I would pick. Yeah. They're not going to get. I don't think anybody else is going to win a Gold Glove because we know how much of an adventure that Guriel and Hernandez have out in the outfield at times. Springer, if fully healthy, for a season would maybe. He'd be, be, He'd be he, he was, a lot close. He was. He made line some line. incredible catches even when he was like, hurt. Um. Yeah so I I I could see him getting some votes in in a a full season the only
0: guys who would qualify would be Samin who I think is a lock for for a goal goal of consideration at second base um Vladdy no um but (laughs) he's he's improving so I wouldn't close the book on him never winning one but not this year uh Bo has a it's Bo has a long ways to go but he is uh, you know tony Fernandez started his career with a, with a similar number of errors
1: so did Marcus Semien.
0: short so did Derek Jeter so and i mean Derek Jeter always had lots of errors <laughs> and and that's just kind of the way that it is uh, grit will not get consideration Oscar no. Hernandez no will not not get consideration and the last J I I think who would qualify is Lourdes Gurriel jr played 141 games. And no, not with the adventures. those three guys.
1: If it was Arm alone, was... then Guriel would have a chance.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to happen. He did win one last year, didn't
1: he? He? He, got an, he, got it, uh, no, he was nominated for a Gold Glove last year. Okay. Denny Jansen was last year, too. And again, he's a very good defensive catcher, but of course the injuries will prevent him from that possibility. Yeah, so uh, Espinall,
0: Espinal, Biggio, who actually is decent defense. Uh, Maguire, who actually is... Uh, stronger uh, when it comes to catching runners than both Kirk and Jansen based on this year's performance only. Uh, George Springer doesn't qualify. Danny Jansen doesn't qualify. Kirk doesn't qualify. And then the next closest guys after that are guys that aren't on the team anymore. So go glove, probably not going to happen this year. The most likely to happen is Marcus Amin, but I, I at this exact moment in time, couldn't tell you a second baseman who would deserve it above him. But yeah. that's probably because uh, I don't spend a lot of time well, checking I, out other...
1: I don't think basemen. many other second basemen played every day this season either. So. Uh, yeah, Samin... And he played first, like four games at shortstop, so...
0: <laughs> Samin, Marcus Samine is the first Toronto Blue Jay since Carlos Delgado in 2001 to play all 162 games.
1: We need more Carlos Delgado references on this show.
0: Hell yeah, we do. We need Carlos Delgado on this show. we <laughs> got to figure out amazing. how to make that happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Silver's, no... Yeah. Silver Slugger, I we'll think we... will get some here. <laughs> Silver, yep, I think we're going to get at least three. Uh, I yeah, think yeah. that uh, Marcus Samin is a lock to win. Yep. Uh, Vladdy is a lock to win. Yep. Uh, Teoscar. Calca Hernandez will absolutely win one for right field.
1: And Bichette's going to be in a battle.
0: And uh, Bichette, it will be very close. I think he has the edge, though. Um, we'll see, though. Uh, and nobody else what's funny is that if Springer had played a full season he would also be uh, a lock he'd be more of a lock than Teoscar but he only played 78 games so it you know yeah he's not going to qualify so I'd say we're going to see at least three if not four silver sluggers
1: Carlos Correa and and Bogarts for what it's worth both had very good seasons as well too so that's that's both competition those three those two sorry
0: It'll be tight. Um, yeah, Bo had the high. Uh, Bo
1: had the highest average. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Bogarts' stats for they aren't up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be close. Bo stole twenty-five bases and and Correa didn't steal didn't steal a single one. Yeah, it, it's going to be tight. Those three are like, their stats are all very similar. I think Correa may get it, and he's going into free agency. So what a season for him um yeah he's very good defensively as well too so I, i'm not sure i think Bo's defense obviously this is an offensive award that's what lawyers says war value so his offensive war is actually like basically tied with both of those two so yeah yeah. Gonna the be silver sucker it's gonna be very close i think uh it'd be fun to bet on those awards because that one's going to be one that make, people might make some money off of.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Hank Aaron award is very likely to go to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite the fact that I think he only has one more home run than Salvador Perez. The average is much higher, I believe.
1: Yeah, the everything else uh, is much fan, higher than Salvador fan Perez. Fan vote.
0: A fan vote accounts for 30% of the points. Broadcasters and analysts will go for the other 70. Uh, last year it was Jose Abreu. Uh, I expect Vladdy should walk with this one just yeah. because, oh, well, Salvi had a season for the ages.
1: Yeah. amazing season for him. And, and uh, yeah, we, I'm a huge fan of Sal Perez, but yeah, Vladdy, yeah. it's Vladdy and it's not even close. I don't even think Sal Perez is second. I think Otani is still second in the Hank Aaron and maybe even like, like an Aaron judge would be in the top three. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I can it's see hard. Sal Perez like not even being like really mentioned in that because <laughs> It'll yeah.
0: it'll be Vladdy. It'll yeah. be Vladdy. Uh, that'll be his consolation prize, uh, as well as the Silver Slugger, Comeback Player of the Year. I think is very interesting. I don't think it's as clear cut as you think it is.
1: Oh man, just like a guy who came back from stage four colon cancer and played a full season and had a reason and had good numbers on a bad team. I think the story book ending is Trey Mancini. I think the guy who pitched his heart out and was an incredible part of the team for the whole year was tim Meza. um i think he has a good shot at it too i think it's gonna be those two guys in that are kind of it's kind of like the mvp it depends who people want to pick Do they want to pick a guy who literally defeated stage four cancer or do they want to pick a guy who blew his arm out and then went to finish his college degree and then came back and pitched late-inning leverage roles for a team that just missed the playoffs yeah it's it's interesting and, and Tim Mazo, like even if he doesn't win the award man like we talked about in the preseason Patrick and I think you had picked him as like kind of like your dark horse candidate to to make the team out of spring training and he, he did like
0: comeback player of the year or award yeah
1: pick. yeah you picked him right at the end of the year and we both like we both wanted to see it happen and he he did everything that he needed to do. Like he was instrumental in any any success that this team had. So, regardless of if he wins the award or not, he's he's definitely a comeback player. Um, whether he gets recognized for it or not.
0: Yeah, it'll be it, it'll be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think Trey Mancini. I think he gets it in a walk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, last year it was Salvador Perez. Very interesting how a year removed uh, he is. <laughs> you know, he's still as good. Uh, if not better than ever. Yeah, because
1: he missed the 2019 season with Tommy John surgery. Uh, as a yeah, as that's a catcher, right. So he that's came back right. last year in the shortened season. And then obviously this year with the 48 dongs.
0: Yeah, he was he was terrific though oh. uh, uh, last year and terrific yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, actually, he and Vladdy great. are tied with 48 home runs. So yep. uh, Salvi also had 121 RBIs, which is more than Vladdy. But I still think the Hank Aaron Award is going to end up going to Vladdy
1: because I think yeah, it's overall offensive player and Vladdy's overall stats they Salvi's don't compare. I mean the guy doesn't take walks. Um, his on base is like 50 points lower than, or sorry, uh, about 90 points lower than Vladdy's. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. and looking at like WRC plus, it's it's like 165 ish for Vladdy and like 127 for Salvi. So it. And to his credit, Patrick Salvi played in 161 games this year. So he did play some at first base and DH, but, um, yep. yeah. Yeah.
0: Salvi will probably win the gold glove too. He led the league in caught stealing and also only committed two errors. On
1: yeah. He's a very good fielder. Six,
0: six, six, 62 games. He's a good baseball so, player. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So shout out to Tim Mesa. Uh, the Roberto Clemente award is probably the last one that's worth. Oh, no, well, no, there's two more. Uh, Or three more uh the roberto clemente award uh which is given to the player who best exemplifies the game of baseball sportsmanship community involvement and the individual's contribution to his team every team has a nominee so there is only one winner there Mm -hmm. isn't one for the AL and the nl last year it was adam wainwright overall good guy um he's coming back for
1: one more season next year him and yachty last year confirmed yep
0: that's tremendous so you look at the last uh, couple of seasons, who's won it, uh, 2016 Curtis Granderson, 2017 Anthony Rizzo, 2018 Yardier Molina, 2019 Carlos Carrasco, and 2020 Adam Wainwright. There's no real rhyme or reason to this. Um, I expect that Bo is probably too young to win this award, which I know shouldn't matter. But if you look at the previous winners from the last 20 years it's almost always a player who is older uh remember carlos delgado won it in 2006 late yeah. in his career
1: it's it's so, cool for a 23 year old to be nominated for that award though so it says yep. what kind of person that bow is right so good for him yep. um, regardless. I, don't
0: th- I don't know who it's gonna be but it's i mean i don't think there's ever been a repeat winner i think it's specifically given out to different.
1: yeah i was looking through those players. those like not the list of nominees i can't remember who i voted for i didn't i didn't vote for Bo. there was there was somebody that i voted for who oh, i can't remember who it was i'd have to go back and look again but there were some incredible like causes and and deeds that some of these guys have been a part of especially during the pandemic um but yeah no the the entire list of players it's it's great to see the stories and then the the reasons that these guys are nominated because yeah people forget that these these athletes do for the most part give a lot of time back and for a team like the jays who had they called three different cities home this year they did a tremendous amount in all three of those communities so gotta be proud I, of the boys for that
0: trey mancini is also nominated for that award i expect him to be very close to the top mm-hmm. uh of the list uh ryan uroborough is also nominated you by Tampa, uh, and cap out the rest of the division. It is Nathan Avaldi in Boston, and Kyle uh,
1: Higashioka.
0: Higashioka, uh, the Jays' killer, <laughs> over in the Bronx uh, for the Yankees. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it. Mickey is also nominated. Uh, it seems like a good time in his career to win it. But again, I don't know how you weigh any of this stuff. I would expect trey mancini to be have the inside track yeah sure uh reliever of the year uh which is uh kind of a newer or less obscure uh in the american league uh it's been all over the place uh greg holland in 2014 with the royals andrew miller 2015 with the yankees zach Britton in 2016 for the orioles famously left on the bench (laughs) for that Wild card game, never forget. People don't forget Baltimore. People don't forget. Craig Kimbrell, Boston Red Sox, uh, Edwin Diaz for the Mariners, Aroldis Chapman for the Yankees, and Liam Hendricks for the Athletics. I don't know who it is this year because I don't know who led the league in saves.
1: Yeah, uh, Hendricks maybe. I don't remember. I honestly don't really look at saves anymore. Uh, I like the like leverage situations. So guys like Meza Romano for the Jays will, will should get some consideration for that. Obviously, um, Kittridge in Tampa Bay was incredible. I think he's finished with like a one ninety ERA out of the bullpen. Um,
0: Emmanuel Clayes had a one point two nine ERA and twenty four saves
1: what was uh, hendrick he, what were hendrick's numbers this year i'm just curious uh he
0: led he led the american league with 38 saves and 44 opportunities uh mm-hmm. 2.54 ERA. it's probably gonna be Hendricks again interesting probably probably uh yeah uh razel iglesias in la at 34 similar very similar numbers and then there's a steep drop off it's chapman presley yeah in houston matt barnes uh, Emmanuel Clase in Cleveland and then again Jordan Romano of course with 23 uh saves for the Toronto Blue Jays. I think he's just by volume he's not going to get close. Interesting though in that he beats all of them as far as innings pitched. He was leaned on uh quite Oh no, he wasn't. Sorry, I misread. Scratch that. Um he beats some of them. It's going to be Liam Hendricks, so let's move on. Yeah. Last award that I think is worth discussing, the uh, Edgar Martinez Award, or the outstanding, previously known as the Outstanding Designated Hitter Award. <laughs> Last year, it went to the Atlanta Braves, Marcelo Zuna, because of course they did the uh, yeah un- I universal Big Nelly
1: Cruz probably gets it.
0: It's probably gonna be Nelly Cruz, um, but Salvador Perez. Well, actually, no, I couldn't even say that because he
1: didn't. He's a primary catcher. I think. I think Nelly Cruz played. He played one game at first base. I think it was like the first time he'd fielded in like ten years or something stupid. Um, I think he's likely gonna get that one.
0: Let's take a look. Nelson Cruz, OBP 337, 32 home runs.
1: The guy's like, what, 41 too? So. <laughs> yeah,
0: old man, old man Rivero. Old here. man strength. Uh, yeah, he played a grand total of one game on the field this year, and it was seven innings long. Uh, yeah. Didn't commit an error. Just give the man a gold glove. No, it'll be <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Yeah. We kinda of have a rotating DH, so there's nobody on the Jays who's gonna get close to that award. If there was, it would probably be Teoscar Hernandez, but even then, like I said, not even remotely close. Right. So do we wanna talk playoff matchups? Is no of talking about it? Or no, we...
1: I'm I'm just it doesn't matter to me anymore.
0: <laughs> the play well, nonetheless the playoffs are set in the American league. The New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox will play in a one-game playoff. The loser uh, will go home, and the winner will get their shit-wrecked by Tampa in the the ALDS. Uh, Meanwhile, Houston finishes second, while the White Sox finish third. So Houston will play host in the ALDS series. And then over in the National League, (laughs) unbelievably, the 106 win Los Angeles... Dodgers are going to host the wild card game against the uh, the wrecking crew there in St. Louis. Uh, wouldn't that you gotta love chaos, man? Can you imagine oh. winning 106 games and losing the wild card?
1: Yeah, I can so imagine it. It might happen. <laughs> it
0: might may very well happen. Uh, the winner of that one will go on to play San Francisco. I love blood feuds, so give me Dodgers and.
1: <laughs> oh man, that would be. I would want that to be a best of seven just to get more out of it. Yeah, unfortunately,
0: and uh, best to five. meanwhile, the Brew Crew finished in second. They will play host to the Atlanta Braves, who uh, managed to climb out of the shit pile that is oh the NL East. All the other teams ran out of juice at the end. Atlanta, of course, did not.
1: Mm-hmm. So they're going
0: to do this all without their best player, uh, who's been out
1: for a while
0: uh, for the rest of the year. So could be interesting. We won't make picks just yet. I think we'll no. take a 2 week break and see how things play out.
1: We'll be back in time for the ALCS maybe. And the uh yeah, maybe,
0: maybe we'll do one before the ALCS folks, but uh Yeah, we're not making at analysis.
1: I just want to say um I want to do something the fourth place records in baseball Patrick Marsh in the divisions. Colorado Rockies 74 and 87, Chicago Cubs 71 and 91, Miami Marlins 67 and 95, LA Angels 77 and 85. Kansas City Royals 74 and 88. Toronto Blue Jays ninety-one and seventy-one. So that's a fun thing. I love, uh, I love the AL East. It's not um, what you
0: want to see, but uh hey,
1: That's that's like that's pain right there, but that just goes to show you just how well this team played to finish one game back of Boston and New York. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a great season. It's it's gonna be a very interesting offseason. We've got CBA negotiations. There might be a lockout next year if those thing if those don't get if that doesn't get ratified uh, before oh spring training. That's another story we'll we'll get into eventually. Uh it's gonna be a fun free agent market. Obviously Robbie Ray, Marcus Samine are the big ones for the Jays. Stephen Matz is a free agent. Um Carlos Correa is a free agent, Max Scherzer is a free agent. There are some big names out there and there's going to be some dollar bills thrown around this winter. The winter meetings in December are going to be an absolute blast. It's going to be interesting to see. We'll start talking about 40-man roster crunches again with the Blue Jays and who they have to protect, who they might try to trade at the winter meetings before that draft. It's going to be a, a wild ride. So there, there's even though there's not going to be any more Blue Jay baseball to talk about, there will be plenty of uh Blue Jay roster rumor free agent news to talk about. So yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun couple of months, Patrick. We're only two, like two and a half months away from those winter meetings. So things happen pretty quickly here.
0: Life comes at you fast. Uh sure does don't be sad that the season is over. Look, it was not uh not an ideal ending of it, but every game was meaningful all the way until the final game and uh, trust me when I say the Blue Jays, they'll be back in the playoffs before you know it. And when they are, they're going to make some noise.
1: And look, uh, to everyone who listened to us this season, we really appreciate that. Obviously, it's a, it was a long season coming back after a 60-gamer last year. So it was a, a grind for, for all of us, as I'm sure it was for all of you, to stay engaged and to stay interested. Obviously, the Jays did their part in playing meaningful games all the way up to the last day of the year. But we do appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Uh, Thanks everybody who sent us questions, who left comments on our posts on Twitter, who just interacted with us in general. Uh, Pretty positive experiences overall. Sometimes Blue Jays Twitter gets a little salty, but for the most part, uh, pretty good experience around there. If you've got suggestions for off-season topics, feel free to shoot them our way. DMs are open. Uh, the email is batflipsmapledips at gmail.com if you feel like sending it there. You can also submit through our form on our website, bfmdpodcast.com. But, yeah, we're looking forward. We'll try and uh, line up some fun stuff for the off season. hopefully get some guests around to chat uh, chat all things Jays, and, and we'll see what happens from there. Anything else from you, Patrick, before we wrap up?
0: No, I was leaving it to you, my friend. <laughs> awesome. Close, close it out. This yeah. one's for you.
1: For sure. Well, yeah, like I said, just feel free to keep engaged with us uh, at BFMD Podcast on Twitter. The website, of course, bfmdpodcast.com. Shout out to Anchor. Great hosting service. Free. If you're looking to start a podcast, definitely check it out. Uh, listen to us there on Spotify, on Google Play, on iTunes, wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you listen to us on some like obscure podcast network, let us know. We'd love to know where, where you're listening. But for Patrick Marsh, out in Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, signing off for the last time during the Major League Baseball 2021 regular season. We'll see you when we see you.